because uh, I won the championship uh, before the year was up, and I, I honestly didn't know the team wasn't even going to be around the next year. Like, it was – it all, like, happened last I, – I, I don't know if it last minute, but I heard last I, – I, I heard it from rumors, not even from the team. Episode 70, 70 shows, man. It's it's crazy to think about, but back on the pod, hammering out another episode. I got some company this week. I'm stoked on it. Our guy's back on helping us bang out this new podcast, Frankie Garcia. Frankie, what's up, brother? Oh, man, it's been way too long. This is awesome. I'm stoked to be back. I'm excited. I was having a lot of fun doing it before, and Sometimes life just gets gnarly, but I didn't forget about it. Didn't forget about all the people and obviously didn't for, forget about my boy C-Tex. But uh, yeah, man, just doing a lot of like life things, like this adult stuff, uh, real job, you know, Monday through Friday thing. And then there for a while I had, I was doing the, uh, I was racing the bagger and that was, that was like pretty stressful. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of stress on me with that, a lot of pressure and and uh, so I was like kind of getting overwhelmed with that. And every time I had a bagger race, it was like I'd work five days a week, fly red eye to wherever we were racing, and then race all weekend, red eye back home, and go back to work. So it's like working 12 days in a row. And uh, it got pretty busy, but uh, we were done with the bagger series. We had the grand finale at uh, Laguna and in the final round at my home track. And that was really cool and really special. And at the same time, like we, finished that off and in the same weekend we started the super hooligan series for 2021 so we're two rounds deep into that and and uh you know we're, we're having a good time we're, we're tied for the points lead right now with uh zebra boy debrino and uh we're gonna end up we're actually gonna meet up with you guys in charlotte for our next round uh and uh do some half mile racing love it man yeah it's it's been a minute i it was cool to follow obviously i'm a huge bagger guy i talk about it on the show a lot but it was cool to have a couple friends in that in that series and definitely uh rooting for <laughs> rooting for you man and um that was that was fun to follow man that was cool I, I i definitely enjoy the bagger cup i talk a lot of shit with like chuck and wayne that i, I want to race a bagger but i don't even know like I'd rather ride probably like a Twins Cup than a bagger. I mean, for novelty's sake, racing a bagger is just so fucking awesome. But I just don't know. I just, especially Laguna. Like that place is like the corkscrew on a bagger. It's like just crazy to even see pictures of it. I don't know. It's pretty gnarly, man. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, the novelty's sake is like, you know, I, I just did something you never believe that happened, but it was like so legendary. Like I, I knew from like, as soon as they announced it, I had to be a part of it. Like I was like, I have to do this. I don't care what it takes. Like it, I have to do this. Like this is going to go down in the history books. And like the fact that I came in and like was able to podium the very first like inaugural race and then come back in and, and dice it up with Hayden Gillum at round one of the actual like 2021 series. And, uh, you know, take a podium away from him, you know, regardless that he didn't get to ride the entire weekend until the race. But, I mean, it's still it's Hayden Gillum. And, and uh, you know, to ride with those guys and to have some really cool moments and really high moments and really, really, you know, we had some low moments that were just, I mean, 
to be expected for a guy that works five days a week and doesn't get to race and ride and, you know, riding with these legendary guys, you know, Tyler O'Hara, my teammate, and Kyle and Travis Wyman. Bostrom and, and, you know, Hayden and Danny Eslick. And, I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of fast guys. And, you know, I think we had a good package, which helped me out, you know, with the Indian Challenger. But it was, uh, it was tough. It was a lot of work. But, yeah, to be a part of it was just so special to me. And then to, to finish it off at Laguna Seca, my home track, and, you know, it was uh, to make it even more special. It was the weekend of uh, – it was a year after my brother's passing. So – we're, you know, at my home track. It was the one-year anniversary. All our friends and family were there. I mean, the weekend was literally a raging party. Um, and then there was also, like, some motorcycle racing going on. But it was it was awesome. It was, like, a big celebration. And yeah. It was, it was rad. That's so awesome, man. Yeah, that's – I can imagine he wouldn't have wanted it any other way. So uh, – no, Absolutely that, not. Absolutely that's awesome, not. man. Good, good for you. I'm glad that worked out. And – Tonight's show, before we get into, uh, before we get into, we'll talk a little bit about Peoria and, uh, and, and stuff like that. But our, our guest tonight is JD dog, JD beach, kind of, uh, honestly, one of the most well-rounded riders I've ever seen road racing, flat track. He rides in the woods pretty quick, rides some moto. Um, obviously he's known for winning superbike races, winning flat track races. He just won Peoria this weekend. Um, he mentioned on the podium, this was like the first real flat track he won. Um, I don't even know what he meant by that. Like he, he won the super TT. Yeah. He won the super TT and then he won Atlanta TT, but I mean, I still think there's a guy. Yeah. I mean, they're real flat tracks. I mean, it's, uh, for him to say that's funny. So I'm going to, you know, uh, now that you won a real flat track race, we thought we'd get you on tank slapping, but, uh, but no sooner you had to win a real one. Um, but no real one. I mean, it was Peoria. I mean, that's pretty, it doesn't get much more legendary than that. Yeah. He looked good too. Like, honestly, he looked really good this weekend. And, um, JD's a really funny guy. Like he's super intense, super serious. He he's, he doesn't fuck around when it comes to putting up results and anything that hinders anything to do with his racing career. He does He's not involved. Like he, he's one of the most focused riders I've ever lined up next to, but like aside from all that he's pretty funny like he's he's really funny and i'm excited to kind of i don't know give you guys a different side of jd beach that you don't always see at the racetrack i think that'll be fun you know what like one thing about him is like you know i've known jd since i was a kid obviously he was from washington and you know we did a lot of like the west coast nationals and stuff together you know racing at lodi and and up in his neck of the woods but I've known him a long time and I've watched his entire career. And I just think it's so funny. Like you see him, like you see him, he's just, like you said, he's like this versatile motorcycle racer, does all this cool stuff, wins all these races, can ride anything. And I just like laugh and he like, he's not massive on social media, but when he posts stuff on his story on Instagram, it's just always his dogs. And I just think I'm like, dude, that's the most classic like dad thing you could do. Like here's the golden retrievers. I think it's great. I laugh every time. Yeah, I, I'm a golden retriever guy too. It's kind of funny. Um, my team put up a photo of me and JD talking at Peoria, and they're like, "What? What are? What are core? What are C and JD talking about?" And I was gonna say something like, "He's probably telling me I'm being a puss over the jump. I need to pick it up a notch." But 
Jesse Janish chimed in. He's like, they're probably talking about golden retrievers. <laughs> like I have two. <laughs> I think he's got like four or five of them freaking dogs, I dude. Heard, like I heard he's got quite a bit of them. He's got like a golden retriever farm going on. Um, it's crazy. I, I can't imagine that many dogs. Like I have a kid and two dogs and I think my dogs are more work than my kid. Um, and for him to have five is just like insane to me. So, um, but what were your thoughts on Peoria, man? Did you get to watch it? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll I chime mean, in a little bit from, from my end of it, but what, what about, what were I your mean, thoughts? I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't get to watch, um, all of it uh, i was having some issues with uh with uh, the app there but i mean i watched a lot i mean obviously we all saw all the highlights and i watched as much of it as i possibly could but man i mean that track is i expected it just to be like i just as soon as the rain came i thought it was gonna get shitty and i was like here we go like this is gonna make this is gonna really like turn things up and the track's gonna be rough and there's going to be crashes and it's going to be slippery in spots and like, it's going to change a lot of things, but crazy that it actually made the track better. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, with that said, obviously when the track gets better, it gets faster. And like, obviously Peoria every year has the gnarliest crashes. Like they even like mellowed the jump out and it's still gnarly. But I mean, <clears throat> I think going into it, I think the favorite was probably Jiggy Dog. Um, obviously he's quite the TT master and, uh, it seems like that Yamaha works pretty good on the, on the TT, uh, especially after like all these rule changes and stuff to, to, uh, kind of help them out and, you know, help out the non-Indians. Um, <clears throat> but man, it was gnarly. I mean, how, how about that, that, uh, that Dallas Daniels crash? What, what the heck went wrong there? Yeah. I mean, like you said, after the rain, the track, it, it was really good. So they, they switched up the order and they let the super twins go first um, just because of like time-wise they, they needed to make sure they got that race in. And for the super twins, the track was pretty good. Like, um, but then I noticed a couple of laps to go guys were sort of tank slapping a little bit in the super twins. And then every lap that we did in production twins, it was getting more and more gnarly. Like the, the face of the jump was getting cross ruts. There is some cross ruts, um, landing and then going to the right hander it got really like breaking bumps and choppy and then um and then as the singles went out it just broke apart and um it just got really really like ruddy and um and it was like tacky ruts and yeah with dallas's crash was crazy um well the first crash he had he, he jumped he looked like he scrubbed off the jump a little bit and he went off the track and the grass is slippery when it's dry and it fucking just rained. So as soon as he hit the grass, he had no chance of even saving it. Just went face plant and went right on the ground, picked the bike right back up, which I want to give him a, um, a, that a boy. Cause a lot of guys, especially in his position would have just laid on the track or laid on the ground to get a red flag. And I thought it's, it was underrated that he picked the bike up and got going again. Didn't look for that red flag. I thought that was, um, a veteran mature move on his part. And then, um, then we had the Brandon kitchen crash over the jump, which was freaking gnarly. Like, thank God he's all right. And generally speaking, he's getting surgery on his thumb. He's out for the year, but, um, just a thumb, you know, that, that I, those aren't super important. So I'm uh, just kidding, but yeah, <laughs> just this stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, unless you're, I don't know, doing envelopes and stamps and shit. But, no, nah, he's – generally speaking, he's okay. And then Dallas, it looked like he went to pull a tear off and maybe, like, either got into Sipes or hit a bump and started tank slapping and just freaking just threw him off on the front straightaway. It was a scary, scary deal. And then the the, the, the final crash of the race was uh, Trevor Bruner. So, he's okay. I mean, it was – yeah, the singles race was – was crazy so um it was brutal it was brutal and i i made the mention too like it's also underrated the fact that we all used to wear motocross gear on that racetrack and motocross helmet like five years ago like i can't imagine how banged up those guys would have been without leather suits airbags um yeah i mean it's it's just like the how far we've come in safety and flat track is it's pretty awesome. And even Brandon kitchen, he slid into the air fence that was in the right-hander. Otherwise he would have ended up in the Creek. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sketchy track sometimes, but the leaps and bounds we've made with like our safety gear and the fact that they make us wear leathers. A lot of riders were bitching about that at the time, but fuck. I mean, I mean, thank God, like, you know, thank goodness. It's that's what we do now. Cause it could have been way worse. I wish they'd let, I wish they'd let you guys wear moto helmets on TTs. I, I fully agree with the leathers. Um, you know, as much as it, you know, is restricting a little bit as far as movement, but it's, you know, safety is always number one, but I just have a hard time watching motorcycles fly through the air that high and that fast with a road racing helmet on with a full face on. It just, it just bothers me so bad. It's like some Matt Weedman stuff from back in the day. Like, or even like the Halberts, like they always just wore full faces no matter what they were riding. They probably rode motocross with them. But it just, it just, it just I can, I'll never ever in my life get over that. Just watching dirt bikes jump with, with full face helmets on. But yeah. whatever, I mean, safety, safety, and, and everyone, everyone's doing good. And, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, they do these things for a reason. Can you imagine if like Barsha showed up at like Southwick with a full face? <laughs> um i mean props to him i hope he does it full face but with goggles <laughs> i'd love to see it uh yeah yeah and you you talk about jd uh being the favorite and obviously the the bike's pretty good obviously like he's he's looked phenomenal on on it uh, on the tt's especially but man i thought briar was gonna win like he, as good as briar was there in 2019 with a hurt wrist i thought i thought briar was I thought he was the favorite. I thought I expected Briar to win. And then um, obviously I, I thought JD would be on the podium, but you know, um, JD got the whole shot and, and Briar did run him down. Like he, he, he caught him slowly, but once he, once he got to him, he was never able to do anything. And then JD actually pulled back away at the end of the race. So um, yeah, catching the guy in front of you is one thing, but getting around him is like a whole different story. Oh, it's, that's what people don't understand. Like, I mean, Oh, I was catching you. It's like, fuck. Yeah, maybe. But like, like it's four times harder to pat, get around somebody than catch them. Like it's exactly. Um, yeah. especially on a track like that. It's actually hard to pass, but, um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, and I got sixth. It was a, a, a hideous sixth, <laughs> but, but I mean, um, you played it safe. Point played leader, it safe. Yeah. Five wins this year. I think, I think you, you did the right, you know, the right move. You didn't go down. You didn't take chances. And I yeah. think at this point, that's, that's the way that you need to go about, you know, a, a track like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it'd be cool to see, like, I think I could do better there and I don't have a lot of laps there. I mean, it would be, it'd be 
cool to see like if it was like one of the first races of the year like how hard i would push to me i mean i don't know if it'd be cool but like because if place can bite you but um but yeah i think i could definitely improve on that it's just man i it was a lonely six to like fifth place was really far ahead of me and then once i got around eslick for four sixth uh, i pulled away from from him pretty quick and i had a like a really lonely sixth um, I actually got laughed, but, um, I saw the guys coming kind of coming toward me. I, I could have finished and not got lapped, but I slowed up. I think my last lap was like four seconds off what I was running the whole race. Cause I was Sounds just like, like every race. I was like, all right, boys, you, you know, just finish this one off. So I don't have to do another lap. So, uh, <laughs> so I was cool with uh, getting out of there with uh, one less lap, but yeah, Peoria is uh, always interesting, dude, and it's iconic racetrack. But golly, it's 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 good to get out of there in one piece for for sure. Speaking of Eslick, it's funny that you know we raced two different series, obviously, and and if we could sit here and we could both talk about we raced with Eslick this year. But I've got a pretty funny story, real quick, since our uh, our guest isn't here yet. But uh, at Laguna on lap one, we had a terrible lap one. I like missed a gear off the start and and just was just got shuffled back and and uh i ran into dan danny i like knew i had to go because i had me and hayden it, whoever beat who got third in the championship so i knew i needed to run him down and he was like three guys ahead of me and i was like oh man so i like smash into eslick in turn two and like bump him out hit him hit him with the bags like those are those things are good for hit him with the bag move him out of the way and i'm like get going to chase hayden and i go into turn six on lap one and i'm like I went to go run it up the inside of somebody, which is the worst corner to ever, you know, hold a tight line on a bagger ever in the history of bagger racing. Um, because there's that dip in turn six at Laguna. And when you hit the dip, the bike sacks out and drags everything, the primary. So anyways, I, I go way inside to try and get in the inside of somebody, drag the primary, tuck the front, do a full Superman off the bike. And, like run the thing wide off the track. And I look back to go, like I picked it back up and saved it. And I, I look back and Eslick's there as I'm pulling back on the track and he lifts his shield. Like this is lap one of the race and he lifts his shield up and he lifts his shield up and looks at me. He gives me like the, Oh shit eyes and flips the shield back down. And I'm like, you are a mess, dude. What's <laughs> Dude, it could he could get first or 15th and you know, damn well, he's popping a uni on the back stretch. Like, you get the same same danny no matter what (laughs) yeah man it's it's funny like last year i forget one of the races like i don't know i got we we, i I had a bad race like i want to say i got sixth or whatever and and he was like one spot behind me and he after the race he comes up yo dude that was awesome fun i'm like grumpy as hell like not stoked he's like that was awesome good 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 battle in the beginning of the race i was like yeah yeah like i'm so like pissed (laughs) off and he and then it's just he just like brings so much joy. I'm just like, dude, I I'm wish I loved happy to be there. I know. I wish I, I like could take that much joy every single day, like with riding. I, it's actually really cool. Cause a lot of racers, we, we take like the bad days for granted. Like it pisses us off. But at, at the end of the day, like they, a lot of people say, man, oh, you get to ride a motorcycle. That's, that's, it's a good day no matter what. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like this, it, it's true. Like, 
uh it's crazy and what we'll we'll have to get maybe we'll get him on here in the next couple weeks too because oh we need to he'd be a hell of an interview um oh yeah i can't believe you haven't had him on here yeah i i have not he's on my list of guys i have but i just i haven't had slick on man so that would be we gotta get him yeah that's that's gotta happen here in the next couple weeks well let's uh shout our sponsors and we'll get jd on the line um, Bell Power Sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I wear the Race Star Flex. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing, check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side by side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Moto America, Junior Cup, Superbike, Super Sport, Stock 1000, Twins Cup, Bagger Series. They offer so many different classes, a lot of great racing. The next event is New Jersey Motorsports Park, September 10th to the 12th. Kids 12 and under are free. And if you can't be there in person, subscribe to their Live Plus package. The action's phenomenal. And yeah, you won't be disappointed watching watching their series. They do a great job on social media and they're they're crushing it and over there in Moto America. So make sure you you support their series. Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Our guy, Frankie, races an Indian Challenger. We talk about the different line of bikes they have, the, the baggers, um, the FTRs, the scouts. They, they have a lot of a really great lineup of motorcycles. And uh, go find a local dealership near you and test ride one of them and uh, scoop one up. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield, nearly 40 years of roofing work man he's been at it a long time commercial roofsystems.net jerry does a lot for the sport he keeps us going and uh, we really appreciate what he does for our show dunlop motorcycle tires the official tire of the american flat track series check out their website dunlopmotorcycletires.com brandy wine harley davidson chad's ford pennsylvania big shout out to tommy hannon for supporting our podcast hit them up on facebook and social media if you need any parts and motor clothes accessories, service work, new and used bikes, Brandywine Harley-Davidson is your go-to Harley shop. So appreciate all the sponsors for, for keeping us rolling. On the line, Jiggy Dog, JD Beach. Yo, man, how are you? I'm good. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. It's about damn time we get you on this show, dude. I know. I, I'm, I've been waiting for the call. Well, I was going to wait until you won a quote-unquote real flat track race i heard you on the podium you you didn't win a real one you know so you finally won a real one so i'm like dude it's time to get him on the line he's he's won a real flat track race <laughs> i know i mean I, that's like like that's what i felt like because like at atlanta and uh arizona and buffalo shit i mean they, they they're called super tracks like it, it wasn't like there wasn't like a history there so to win to to to, to win one that was like real history was, was like i i felt like i actually did it jiggy dude it was it was cool to see you win that race i mean <clears throat> obviously like like you said and and core and i talked about it before you were on the line is like we we're joking about you winning a real flat track race and and you know i think we both had the same conclusion of like we, it's it's peoria it's such a legendary legendary place um but yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's cool to see you so stoked about it. Like, I mean, obviously I'm sure you were pumped when you won the other races, but you know, to win Peoria, I think any of us would lose our minds because there's so many legends that have raced there and, and 
it, the place is just, it's, it goes back so far. I mean, my, my dad used to race at Peoria and uh, <laughs> it, it's really cool. But I mean, what do you think was like, you know, aided you this weekend and like that win? Like, do you think like, you know, was it the, the recent changes that were made to the rules or, you know, obviously you're a good TT rider. So that has a lot to do with it. But I mean, it, were you just feeling it? Like, it, was it uh, the entire weekend smooth? Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, I mean, the day like went perfect for us. Like, or like, I guess I had an issue with the front brakes and in the in uh, the heat race. Uh, but other than that, like we had like a perfect day. And I I, I think for us, what 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 kind of helped us is that frame that I that I was riding. It, it's the uh, original y- 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 Yamaha frame. Uh, so, so, so it's the same one we've, we've, we've used off and on for the last three years. So I, I think each year with that frame, when we do use it, it's, it's gotten better. And, uh, and I think from, cause, cause last year I, I got, I got a lucky third there. I mean, I, I was fifth in the last turn and that finish uh, was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I got, I got, I got lucky for sure. And then this year, I just feel like we had the bike a little bit better. And I, I think I just, I mean, even though I've raced dirt track my whole life, like I feel like I'm actually starting to understand it a, a, a little bit more and and know and 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 like just kind of change the way i ride a little bit because i think in in road racing you you hit the same line every single lap like you're always like just trying to hit the same marks and so when i started doing dirt track full time it was hard to make myself search for the track like for good 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 dirt stuff and i think that's one thing i did good this weekend was changing my lines up and and really uh using the track to work for to work for my bike yeah yeah i mean it was you were hauling ass like you and briar like that was a really cool race to watch like you guys were you definitely did i mean you bet you both pretty much lapped lapped almost everybody um I, i think you lapped up to at least like where fourth place was running i don't know how far you got up to but um, yeah, it was good race, man. It was good to see, obviously. Um, I want to take it back a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about your amateur career just because I know Frankie's familiar with it, but I am too, like watching you grow up. I never really got to race with you too much as amateurs. You were kind of a couple years younger than me. Um, but you raced with Shana quite a bit and I was texting you earlier yesterday, whenever it was. I don't remember a heck of a lot about you besides like you were Washington state. You were like the poster child for American super camp. Like you always were doing the super camps and stuff. And you had a Honda 85 with like, I thought it was green, like a green front fender, but you told me it was a green bar pad. So, um, what do you, uh, let's, uh, what's my question. Let's talk about your, your amateur days and, racing in Washington and kind of how you got started with everything. Yeah. So, so for me, like me, my dad, he raced and he actually, I mean, he still, he still tries to race now, but uh, so, so for me, it was just something that my dad did and my dad 
loves racing. So it was, uh, I think as soon as he knew that he was going to have, he was going to have a boy, then like, I mean, we had bikes, we had gear, like it was, he was ready to go. Uh, so, so I mean, I, I started, like he got me on, on a bike as soon, as soon as he could. And we started racing and, uh, I, I think for me, uh, as, as a kid, uh, we had a really good, like a really good crew that, 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 that we right, 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 right with, uh, because there's Brad Baker, uh, Jake Lehman, uh, they, they were like, cause we're all about the same, same, same age. So we really grew up together and raced a lot together and, uh, I, I think that that's really what what helped me out a lot as a kid, just because we were, I mean, we, we were racing every single weekend. Seems like that's kind of like how it kind of was for like all of us back then. <clears throat> I don't I don't feel like you know flat tracks really like that anymore for for amateur kids and you know, but I, I feel like you know the same way was with me. Like you know, we're down in California and. And racing Lodi, I mean, when I look back at my childhood, I, I feel like I was I lived at Lodi. Like, I don't remember even being at home, but just my whole childhood is just like we're at Lodi every weekend, which was cool. I mean, I don't know how, you know, amateur racing was like on the on the East Coast for you, Corey. But I mean, yeah, same for me. Like, we just spent so much time like at the races every darn darn weekend. It was crazy. But JD, when like obviously you said your dad got you into riding, like um was he always a flat tracker and and when you first started riding like was that what you got into was flat track or did you ever like your dad ever try to get you into motocross like i don't know that that you know that history of of you yeah so yeah my my dad was always flat 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 track he uh uh, I think he he might have tried road racing just a little bit, but not but but nothing like he just did flat track. And like when I say flat track, I mean like oval. Like he didn't use a front brake. Like he was old school. And uh, and so when I started out, it was flat track. And then as I got older a little bit, we would do like some hair scrambles and do supermoto and stuff like that. But when but when I was like young, I think I was on a sixty five or something like that my dad was against the front brake. Like he didn't want me to use one at like, we never put one on the bike, nothing. And I remember we were at Lodi uh, for the amateur nationals, I think, or like for the West coast ones. And uh, I can't remember who, who was all racing, but we were doing the, the T the TT and I was getting killed. Cause I didn't have a, have a front brake and like i was struggling like i couldn't get into to the turn turn turns deep and so i finally got him to put it on after practice and before the before the race started uh we went i I think we had like a parade lap or something and uh and when we came to come back into the pit i had never used a front brake before until when i came into the pit i grabbed a handful of the front brake thinking it was the clutch and uh, <laughs> and, I, and i i ate crap and my dad was so mad and pulled the front brake right back off so that's <laughs> <laughs> such a good story dude that's crazy my dad was the same way like growing up like he always told me like don't grab the front brake don't grab like 
like I was always told like or taught like front brakes are bad too. It's like, fuck man, I wish I like I didn't learn how to use a front brake till I was like 12. Like it's it, that's that's I've never heard that similar like that's crazy that it was a similar similar <laughs> deal. That's wild. That's yeah, so funny, so, my dad was the exact opposite and he would like you'd go to Lodi and you'd take your bike to tech and then you couldn't have a front brake on and my dad and he wouldn't ever pull the whole front brake off. He would just pull the lever off. So we just left that thing on all the time. You just take the lever on and off. But it's yeah, so, so funny that you guys just got hosed on the front brake as children. It's funny, though, because it went from the one extreme to where he didn't want me to use a front brake at all. And then as I got a little bit older, we started doing supermoto. And, uh, and by that point, I was on an – 85 and i i just didn't use the i just backed it in a, a crap load going into the turn to slow down because i didn't want to use the front brake and then he, he started realizing that everybody was using a front brake so he made me start using it and, and if i didn't come in from the race with the front brake as hot as the rear then he was mad because i wasn't using the front brake enough. <laughs> that's crazy yeah i mean obviously you, you've become really good on the front brake over the years um you know, making that transition. So you grew up, um, kind of want to talk a little bit about like your 85 CC days because that, that error, it was like, Oh, four, uh, maybe Oh, four, Oh, five, you know, the 85 CC class back then was stacked. I mean, not, not only the West coast, but all over the country. Um, you know, it, it's a little different at the nationals now, um, I tell all the kids back in my day, like pulling the old uncle Corey talk on them, but it's, it's true. Like back then it was, um, the, the riders that you raced with coming up through the, the amateur national ranks. Uh, I talk about like the 250 class too. Um, it was stacked, man. So talk about some of the kids and riders you've raced with and who kind of your rivals were, um, coming up through like the early days. Yeah, I, I would I, I would have to say my biggest one was Brad, and then uh, probably Brad and uh, Chad 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 Coates, and uh, and it, it's funny because I think as as kids, I mean me, Jake, and Brad, like we all raced together, and I mean of course we we wanted to win, but I think uh, I think our 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 parents ha- had more like had more of a drive to win than we did so it's like like they like they wanted us to like our parents wanted us to beat the kids so then like the parents were like the winners and so (laughs) so so it was it it was the like the one thing i really remember we were racing at castle rock and uh me brad and jake were going at it and uh and i can't and I think Jake was behind me and Brad was in front of me and I was trying to get by Brad. And of course, I mean, it's a Washington thing. So we're running into each other and, uh, and I, and I get into Brad and Brad like lays it over to, to the left side. So I high side over him. And then, cause it's just us three out, out there. So everybody stops. I pick the bike back up and then we start racing again. And like, it was always stuff like that. Like we raced each other hard. But like, if one of us took each other out, like we kind of wait and then start and then like start go 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 going again. But 
I, I remember going back to Springfield and, uh, I mean, like, like you say, back, back in my day, in the 80 class, you had to win your heat race to even go to the main. I mean, it was, there were so many people. And, and when we'd get back here, there'd be me and Brad, Chad, Carver, uh, Shana. Um, I mean, there, there, there was so many pe- people. And, and like, I mean, I, I bet you could probably go back and look at a race. And I would say probably everybody in the main, in like the 85-5-5-5 class probably has made a national. And not, not, not only that, probably been top 10 or 5. I mean, there was some fast kids. You know, it's pretty funny that, you know, you brought up like the 80s and, you know, racing 80s, not the actual 1980s. Um, racing 80s and and Chad and and uh, Castle Rock and I actually have this like really quick funny story. We're racing Castle Rock for the Amateur Nationals and I was never like a fast kid on 80s. Like I was never one of the front kids. It was always like Bobby and you and Brad and you know even Anthony Fong like and and. Uh, I was never like one of the front guys, but I remember we went to the amateur nationals and, and we did, um, we raced a half mile up there, which I don't even remember where that thing was, but we did castle rock TT. And I think we did a short track somewhere. I don't, I forget, but I remember I went to castle rock TT and, and for some reason when I went up there, like some like in me, like just clicked and I, all of a sudden I was like decently fast and I was hanging with the boys and everything. And I remember at Castle Rock, it was the main event, and I don't even remember what year it was, but we were racing 80s, and, and Chad and I, it started raining, like, middle of the main event, and and the track got super greasy, and Chad and I went down, um, you know, right before the front straight, and the big sweeper before the front straight, hauling ass, and and but we were running, like, you know, in the top three or the top five, like, we were up there, and... Uh, we went down, we both went down cause it was just so slippery from like the, the rain. And, you know, I was just all just my, both my arms were just, just completely bloody and, and just road rashed up. And I remember like, I got up though. And like my whole mentality was like, and I don't know why, cause I, I was like, always like kind of a pussy when I was a kid, but I was like, we got to keep going. Like we got to race. Like I'm, I'm doing good. Like I was all stoked. And I remember I look over and Chad's getting up and Chad's crying and I'm like, oh man, like Chad, are you okay? Like what? And he, and he, I just remember him going, I don't want to race anymore. It's slippery. This is so dangerous. And he was crying, not because he was hurt, but because he was scared that he had to keep racing because it was so slippery from the rain. But I'll never forget that. But I just what thought as you, were telling that, <laughs> as you were telling <laughs> that story, I was like, I was like, oh, Castle Rock, Chad, like I got to tell him. But uh, anyways, JD, uh, you know you obviously had a successful, uh, you know, mini career and, and I feel like, you know, kind of, I think it was like probably as you were getting off of eighties and like kind of transitioning from like mini bikes to big bikes. Like that's kind of when you got really involved with like American super camp. And like Corey said, you were the poster child for American super camp. Uh, how did like that all, all come along? And like, I mean, I feel like Danny Walker, you know, really kind of guided you in a, in a really good direction. I mean, tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So I, I actually, I mean, my first camp I did was in 2000. So 21 year, 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 years ago now. Uh, We're getting old. And, and so, <laughs> I know. Uh, and actually, uh, I can't remember if it was at my first camp or not maybe the second camp I did but Chris Carr taught me how to shift like I mean that like that's how long I, I've been going but so 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 like when when I was going when I was younger it was just I, I was going and just I was a student like just hating the classes and stuff and and then as I got older then that was when be, when when I became or like when he would start having me actually work and try and teach and and uh kind of be more more of a face there and 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 because of super camp i I mean that that helped my career so much just be i mean from the people that i met and the brands that i met and the friends that i made i mean it and and going to those camps really uh that that's how I got in the dirt and dirt the direction of racing suit 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 supermodel because he started do, 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 doing those camps and he had the uh that red rot 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 rider challenge um and then from from there uh I, I met Eric and Ben bought 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 Bostrom uh and they got me into road, road, road racing and uh and it all like i mean for me i got so lucky how it all it all like happened kind of quickly but like perfectly and like i took i took each step and, like made my way uh to each thing and right when i right when i got on a road 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 road, road race like for the first time was when uh it, it was in 06 uh in utah and so i rode a sit 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 hunter there and i think i was 14 maybe uh but i rode that and then that was when they started t- taking stuff for the uh right right red bull rookies cup in europe um so i i rode race fell in fell in love with it and then signed up for that and got picked to go to to go trot 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 try out but going back I mean that that was all because I was going to suit suit super camp and doing doing a lot there and I mean I I think now I know that 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 helped my career a lot well you talk about the uh the rookies cup thing and I was going to bring it up um like I told you, I had to look up my, I had to do some JD beach research. Like I, uh, I've, I've been around you. Like, you're like, well, we've raced each other pretty much our whole lives. I'm like, yeah, but I just like, don't, I didn't, I don't know a lot of your stats for road racing. Um, and I looked up, you did the rookies cup in 2007 and 2008 and 2008, you won the championship. Um, you raced with, like, I looked up some of the names in that rookies cup and Zarco was in it that first year. And, um what the hell's the guy's name oliver um what the hell's his name um I'm trying to think uh well cam he raced bobier um chris turner some of the american guys that i've heard of but i know there was some pretty good guys oh lewis um luis uh what the hell? Ugh, fuck dude i don't know their names but you raced with a lot of like guys that went on to have really 
pretty like solid MotoGP careers, whether it's Moto3 or Moto2. Um, what was that? Like you said, you just started road racing in 06. And two years later, you were essentially like a world champion, like in the Rookies Cup. Like you, you adapted super quick. Yeah, so 07, I, I actually my first ever road, like the first time I ever raced one was over there. So like I was at a, at a MotoGP race and racing in front of all these fans. And that was my first ever race. So like, uh, so like the, the first year I, I, I did okay. Like I had a couple okay races, but I crashed a lot and what was it like almost, it, it was kind of hard. And like, I, I like almost didn't want to do it just cause I felt like I wasn't learning and getting better. Uh, But then the off season in 07 was when I moved back to Kentucky. And so then I started doing some track days with Hayden and really just started figuring it out. And we I went over for my first test in – oh eight and i was like and and usually when i'd go when when like we'd have a test there or a race or something we'd get the timesheet and there was i want to say there was 20 of us or 18 or something like that and usually when i'd grab the timesheet i'd go to the bottom of the list and work my way from the bottom up to see where i was at and uh and we went to our first test and i got the timesheet and I started looking on the bottom. I'm like, I guess my transponder's not working. So I like kept looking up, and I was third fastest. And I'm like, I'm like, I guess I figured this out. And uh, <laughs> and, and and so like the the year that the year started off good. I Man, I got I got five seconds in in uh, in in a row. And then I think the seventh round or something like that. Uh, I I I got a win. And uh, it, it was awesome. And then, but at that time, they weren't really needing in American over there. And towards the end of the year, I mean, I had a couple bike problems. And then uh, going into the last race, it was actually Lewis along and me going for the points and and he was from spain and uh in the last race my bike broke and i and and so i i i didn't finish uh and so i thought i lost i i, I lost the title and uh and so I, after the race and, and like when, when i was over in europe i'd tra- i'd travel over there alone and i'd go from race to race with a cake with casey stoner and uh and and I, I remembered that race weekend because uh, Casey was defending his title from 07. And uh, he, he was str- he was struggling some. And uh, at that same right, 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 race weekend, he crashed out of the race. So he kind of like lost points. So he, I mean, he, his title hopes were done and, and then my bike broke. So, so I mean, I was upset because I mean, I led the points going into the last race, and bike broke, and I didn't win. And so, 
I didn't want to go around him because he wasn't too pumped, which which I knew. And so I'm just kind of walking around the pits all alone, like upset. And I go back to our pits, and they're they're like, like, where you been? I'm like, I'm just walking around, and whatever. And they're like, why why are you upset? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I just, my bike broke. And I lost the, the title, and they're like, they're like, you know, you actually won. I'm like, what? And so they started showing they started showing me the points. And uh, and the deal was with that series, they dropped the worst finish. So when they dropped my worst finish and his worst finish, I still had more points. So I mean, I was, I mean, so to 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 win that, I was over the moon. But then it was like, here's your trophy. Uh, I'll see you later. Like I got I got no phone calls from any teams or anything. So that was like a that was definitely a shock. Dude, that's that's actually pretty crazy. I didn't I didn't know that. I, that's news to me. And um, wow, that's that's nuts. That blows my mind. Like, is now like we just wish we had more Americans over there. But yeah, um, it, it's, uh, it, it's it's crazy because uh, two Americans have won that series. Me and Jake got and we're like one, like two of the only people to like not get something the year after. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, like bringing all this up. Like I was actually, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> your success as a motorcycle racer is uh, far beyond mine. Um, I'm sitting here drinking beers, racing Super Hooligans. Um, <laughs> but um, I was actually there um, at the tryouts in Spain for the Red Bull Rookies Cup, the very first one. And uh, it's funny, I was, like, talking to Corey about it earlier, but, like, Raspoli tells the story the best. He's like, dude, we all went over there, and, like, you know, we're all there, we're all racing, and, and or we're all doing the thing, and, and you know, JD and Cam and, and Chris Turner got picked, and then you got picked to do the second group, and I was like, yeah, I still don't know how that happened. But, yeah, he tells, <laughs> us, he tells us this story, like, so well. He's like, I don't – he tells it, like, it's almost like a diss on me. Like, how did you get picked? But yeah, we all, I, it was us four that got to go in the second group. And obviously Cam, JD and Chris Turner were like, got picked to, to be in the rookies cup. And, and I remember Walker like, was like, dude, like, you know, you were, everything was looking good, but you know, you're a big kid compared to all these little guys. And like, you're not, you're not going to do, you're only going to get bigger. And like, you're not going to do too well on a little 125. Like it's not going to work out. <laughs> but, uh, but I remember I was there and I was like so intimidated by like JD and Cam, like they were working with Norm back then. And, and, you know, they had Red Bull deals and I was like, these guys are legit. Like I've ridden a road racer like twice. This is gnarly, but I, I, it's funny, like talking right now about, about the riders that came from there in that series. Like I didn't even realize it, but I was like, I just like, as you guys were talking, I looked up the, the list of, of riders that year I mean, the list is no joke. Like Zarco was was in it, and and uh, Louis Solom was in it, and I mean, there's big names. Oliveira wasn't Oliveira in it? it until, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I know it. It's going back, and even like I go back sometimes, and I look up. I like to look up old Moto Two and Moto Three results from back in the day, or whatever one twenty fives, whatever they called it then, and. 
like Bonzi, like looking up some of the guys he raced with, because he did pretty good in mo in 125 series or whatever, Moto three. And uh the guys he raced with, it's like, holy shit, he used to like beat Marquez. Like, like it's crazy to go back and and see the names on on the list. So um yeah, that, that's crazy. Uh a couple of things I wanted to ask you about, more modern stuff. Um what do I want? Let's see, uh the order order here. Um I, I guess I'll jump into this one. The Super Prestigio, it was a really cool opportunity for you. The last year they did it, you and Briar went over there. And and, and every year the Super Prestigio kind of happened. It was like Team America. Like everybody over here would kind of root for you guys, whether it was Briar or you or Brad or Jared. Um, Shayna did it one year. It was always really cool to have our Americans go over there and, and win and kick ass. And um Briar tells the story really well, but I guess you pissed off a couple people, a couple of the European riders over there. And uh, I, I wanted you to, I wanted to hear your side of that story. Cause when Briar tells me it's pretty funny. Um, and obviously you went on to win that race, but what, what was, what was it like racing those guys over there? Yeah. I, I, I hopefully this is the same story, but uh, so it was definitely like me and Briar versus everybody. Like, I think just cause we were Americans and so everybody wanted to be us. And it, it was really cool. Cause like, I mean, I, I know like at that time I wasn't really racing dirt that much. And so, so Briar was, was like the man and, and, and he had Dave, Dave Z there and, uh, and, uh, and Michelle and, 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 and I actually went over there, uh, like a week and a half before Briar did. And I was staying, uh, with for, 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 for on Cardus and, uh, I, I got some time, some time in there. And, and then once Briar came over, like, I, I didn't know if like, it was going to be like team Briar versus team me, like if it, like how, how it was going to be, but like, I mean, he was super nice and we had a great time together and, and I, and I remember going into the race, we, like, we, we both w wanted to win, but since we were, because the, the way they did it, they had, like, we were in the open class, and then they had the, the, I can't remember what they called the super prestigio class or something like that, and then they had the super final, so you had to get top three in the open class or the super prestigio class to make it to the super final which was like the big race and so brought briar and i i mean we, we were like we both want, wanted to win but we didn't want to screw each other up to not make the final and uh in the open in the we had like a few heat races and then like three mains i think something like that but so in the first heat race we uh for the starting line because we started with a gate off the end of the track and and i don't think we ever pra even practiced a start before the first heat race so we take off for the first heat race and uh we're going into the first turn and and i and i get the whole shot briar wasn't in, in this one and uh and i go into the turn and i start slowing down to to make the turn and because we don't have front brakes and i think everybody assumed like thought they might have panicked and because they were all 
kind of road racers and stuff and nobody had front brakes so i got slammed into and i went from first to last and like every race counted for points for your starting spot for the open final and uh and so i was pissed so i'm coming through through the pack well their lines weren't like dirt track lines so they would leave they they would leave the door like wide open in the middle of the turn and so my indoor experience i would go into the turn above them turn i'd i'd go straight across the turn and chop their front wheel off and then turn again and go out so so then because if not like the problem was if if i like pass them nicely going in into the next turn they would just bonsai in so like i had to make sure they got slowed down so i could get away well a few of them like their riding styles and stuff weren't like dirt track style so when i would blow by them in the middle of the turn and clip their bars and they'd fall down and uh and so so they weren't they weren't pumped at all and uh and we came off the track and there's a few people piss off at me and they're like they're like hey this is because they're i mean they were trying to speak uh speak and they're like hey this is a a, ge- a gentleman's race this is just for fun and i looked them dead in the eyes i said this ain't for fun i'm here to win <laughs> and and then like then after that like nobody said anything to me <laughs> That's exactly what he said. He says, he said the way you just like, you just like looked right at him. You're like, I'm here to win. And they were just like, oh shit. (laughs) Dude, it's, it's funny. Like they just, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Like if they would have watched some footage from Salem, like of you guys from Washington, I don't even know if they would have signed up for the Super Astigia. Like, <laughs> like, oh shit, these are not the guys we want to be racing right now. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, that was, it was really cool watching watching that event, man. I, I always I always really enjoyed it. And um, kind of a follow up question, I'll let Frankie uh, ask ask after you answer this one. But Marquez wasn't at that event. I forget what happened. He was hurt or something, but did it take away from the event a little bit for you like for you that you didn't get to race him yeah uh, so i'll i'll answer this but i got another good 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 story uh but so yeah going into to that race we we knew he wasn't gonna do it and i think i mean there there was people were saying that he was hurt or whatever but he went when we were actually over there uh one of the tracks that we would go like test at it was uh his track or like a place that he owns where he like go because he has a motocross track there tt track flat track so he actually came out and rode with us and i mean it was a blast it was it was so much fun and he was like i mean he wanted to get get behind me and chase me and then i'd pull over and he would let me chase him and would come off the track and we were talking stuff and then we'd go ride again um but going into the event i mean because i i think from from everything i i heard every year it'd get more it'd get serious or like more serious more serious and, and i think for him it was a event that he started he started to go and have fun after the year was over but then it got to where i mean he was on a full eight and uh, eight uh, 
a a a a a a HRC bike, and I mean he, they would go test and 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 do all this stuff. So he, the like the fun was kind of out of it for him. So so going into the race knowing that he wasn't going to be there, it I mean it it definitely did suck. But I think once the once once the racing got going and like I mean the the crowd over there, like the fans are just crazy. Like they were so pumped that like once the event got going it it wasn't uh it 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 wasn't as bad that's uh it's pretty uh pretty funny that that i mean over here flat track is obviously america it's an american motorcycle you know racing sport <clears throat> but the fact that like over there they just they were taking it that seriously obviously marquez is you know rides for Repsol Honda and, and MotoGP. So I'd expect nothing less, but it's just so funny that they would like do this one race a year and they got this full HRC bike and they're testing and all this crazy stuff. And it was supposed to be a fun race. So it just blows my mind. It's like, well, why don't you guys do that over here? You know, like you did back in the, back in the day. But, uh, <clears throat> um, so some jumping back to like the United States, um, Obviously, you had a lot of success riding riding for Yamaha um, on 600s, and uh, you know you and Gagne went at it when you guys were teammates. And and um, but that last year, you uh, you rode a 600, uh, you you won the championship. And and uh, one thing that just, it just blew my mind, and like to this day, I like I'll never fully understand it. I mean, I I, I understand it, but it just it's just. Uh, it just blows my mind every single time I think about it. It's like you won the championship and then there was no ride after that. Um, tell us about that. Like, was that, you obviously knew that was probably coming and that that was going to happen. I'm sure they forewarned you like, Hey, like after the season, like we're pulling out, um, you're not going to have a ride next year with us at least. Um, I mean, what was that like for you? Like, did that bum you out or like, did it, did it, you know, inspire you to go win the last championship with them or how was that? Yeah. So I won my first title because I signed with them in, in 14 and then I won my first title in 15. Um, and at, at that time on the super bike, it was Cameron and Josh Hayes. And uh, at 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 that time, it was me and Garrett on the sit 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 six hundreds, and so we knew like we both knew that we were fighting to have Josh's seat whenever he was gonna be done, and uh and I won the title in fifteen, and then uh in sixteen, Garrett ended up uh win in the title by like four points we had because like right at the the third round of the year whatever uh we had a different rear tire and they went to a smaller rear 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 tire and for me my my riding style didn't work with that one because i was backing in a lot and i could spin it up with the with the big tire and so it took me a, a little while to figure that small tire out so but then once I did in 2016, I came back from, 
I was I was 44 points down, and I ended the year four points down, and so so I was bummed out. But so Garrett won the title. So going into 17, uh, I there was kind of whispers that Josh was gonna was 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 gonna be done. So me and Garrett both had a title, and so uh, it was gonna come down to who whoever won that title, and uh. And I had me, me and Garrett were, were going, and Garrett ended up went 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 in because I I I had a few uh, a few uh, problems. I I I actually because uh, Garrett going into that season, he uh, he had lost I think ten or fifteen pounds or something like that. And but he was he's I think he's five eight, so he's he's bigger than me uh so going in so so once we were uh starting the year or we were testing i think and we were talking and he's like yeah i've lost 10 pounds or something like that i mean i was already pretty lean and so he told me that he had lost 10 pounds so i was like well help me it's and then we started we started the year out and he was going good and so so i was like hell i mean if he's lost 10 pounds i gotta lose 10 10 10 10 10 10 10 pounds and i was already lean and so i dropped down from 130 to to 120 and uh and and i and i mean to do it like i mean i'm not i mean i I would i would eat very little and if i ate something bad i mean i would i would just go go get rid of it (laughs) and uh and so, so I, I kind of was a, a, a little sick. I struggled that year a, a, a little bit. So going into 18, uh, I knew I, I had to win so I could get a super bike ride. And going into 18, I mean, I, I had no idea, no idea that the team was going to be done. And uh, so, so we started – the year out and I mean, I, I was, I was doing good. I was winning races and, uh, and honestly, I didn't know the team like cause towards the end of the year. Uh, cause I won the championship, uh, before the year was up. And I, I honestly didn't know the team wasn't even going to be around the next year. Like it was, it all like happened last, I, I, I don't know if it last minute, but I heard last, I, I, I heard it from rumors, not even from the team, and uh, and going into the last race, uh, Yoke because Roger retired from Yosh, so there was a seat open there, and I knew Yamaha didn't 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 have a seat on a superbike or a six hundred, so that Yosh seat was still open and I went into the last race at Barber and uh, found out there that Heron was going to get that ride. And, and so it, it was, it was, a, it was a tough year cause I had one of the best years of my life. I mean, I won, I think 12 races and I think I won eight races in a row or something like that. I mean, I won a lot of races. One, I, I won the title. And then at the end of the year, I had nothing like I, I, I was left with, without a ride. And it was, it was crazy because for me, I thought all I had to do on a 600 was put in the work, win these races and I'd get a 
super bike ride. I mean, they, they did it for Heron, they did it for Cameron, they did it for Garrett. And then, and, and before Heron, I, I mean, I, I'm sure like Bostrom's hacking and I do it all. And then I, I get left with nothing. And it, it was at, at, at that moment, I was like, I don't even know if I want to do this still. Like I, I just spent five years of my life just putting everything into this and, and it's not like I didn't get results like I was doing it and then I ended up with 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 nothing it was, it was crazy yeah that's yeah I was, that's crazy go, go ahead Frankie you can follow up yeah no I, I always like I always blew my mind like I could never like understand that like I mean I understand it from like you know Yamaha's perspective of just like budgets and things like that I mean obviously that's the reason why but like it just the fact that you didn't end up with a ride somewhere else or that Yoast ride, or that always like was something that I like always wanted to ask you about, like what, what that meant to you, like how, what that do to you. And it, you know, obviously what everyone could probably imagine was, was, you know, how it made you feel. But I mean, I, I just, that was one thing I was just, I was it's like, a cruel, wow, like, cruel game, man. Yeah. Road racing is a very cruel, yeah. cruel industry. Like, um, and I say that, like, I love the sport. I obviously I'm a big fan, but it's, um, it doesn't really, it's sort of like a fuck your feelings sort of thing. Like it, it'll swallow you up. Like, like he, JD just said, man, just w- w- doing everything. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it was emotional for me just hearing you talk about it. Just, um, you know, you, you went out, put the work in and did, did your job. And then you, um, yeah, it's just a really cruel, um, it's a cruel part of the game that people just, and it's really hard to explain to people too, like, um, why it's like that. But, um, but then you transition, like, well, let's talk about the transition over to flat track. Um, you transitioned over Tim Essenson stepped up and, um, got you to deal with it with a, with attack or, um, so you did the deal with the attack and Tim was involved and got you back in the flat track side of things. So, um, so, it was really cool of him to kind of step up and sort of help you out. Yeah. So at the end of 18, uh, at, at, at our last race, when I found out that the team was done, I didn't have the Yost ride. I'm like, I don't, I was like, I just want to go have fun. Like, I like, I was depressed. Like I was upset. And I, and, and so I text him up and cause I think, I think the weekend after Barber was Minnesota and then after Mi- Minnesota was New Jersey. And so I text him, I was like, Hey, uh, our season's over. Uh, you got a, tw- or do you have a twin? You, you would let me ride. Cause I, I was just wanting to do the last two miles. And, uh, he's like, let me get back to you. And, and like, this was Sunday at Barber, like six days from the race. And he, text me back he said uh we've got bikes we've got to get them together i'll let you know by tuesday i think or something like that so he got it all together the 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 team did uh and i showed up uh with mike stop stop he he built the bikes and he brought the bikes and i did the last two rounds and uh and I, I guess just because the way the year ended, but like, I, I mean, cause I got, I think a six and a fifth or may, maybe I guess seventh and a six or something like that. But I, I mean, I did good for my first time on a twin in like five years and hadn't rode a mi- 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 mile in a while. And 
so I mean, I was pumped and, and at, at that time was, it was when Tim was kind of making, uh, he, he was, he, he was kind of ch- changing the team, the team up a little bit and he was going to add more riders. And, uh, at that point he asked me if I wanted to ride for, for, for him the next year. And so I was, I was, at, I was thinking about it and, and, uh, at that time I had gotten, uh, I'd gotten a ride to race a 600 again, and, and 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 that and that was before the whole thing with with Tim and and so I told Tim I was like well I got this deal so I I can't do the full season he said he said that's okay we're not ready to do a full year with you we'll just do it with Jake and uh and you can come do the rounds that that don't 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 conflict and I, and I guess at that point I was hoping maybe if I won the 600 title again, I'd get a chance on a super bike. And so we kind of worked out that deal and we were going ahead with that. And it was actually on Thanksgiving of 2018. And I get a text from Tim and he said, Hey, call me. We need to talk. And at that moment, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, what's going to happen now? Like I just had, had uh, like, my team just quit and now I signed this new deal with Tim and cause I barely, I didn't really know Tim too much at that point. And he texted me and said, call me, we need to talk. I'm like, oh, so, so, so I call him I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And so he's like, Hey, so we're talking and, and like, he, he he's in a good mood. So I'm like, maybe he's not going to fire me. I'm like what's going on here? And he's like, how would you like to ride a super bike? I'm like, I'm like, I, well, I would love to ride one, but, uh it's not really happening and and he's like well i got it all taken care of i was like what what are you talking about and all behind the scenes he caught he got uh he got with uh jake zimke and uh got the deal with with uh with with attack and uh so he he got it all set up and he's like hey all right so this next year you can run the super bike for the full season and then do my, do the dirt part time. And then we'll go from there. And so, I mean, I was blown away and, and I, I mean, I, I was so blessed to, to, to get that. And then fast forward into 2019, I won a national at Arizona and that was my first time ever winning one with and and that was tim's first one on a yamaha and the first one since like 1985 or something like that so i mean that like for me that was like a childhood dream so like it felt really good to get but it and like i didn't feel full like i don't it was just i mean it was it was awesome but but then the next weekend I won the superbike race at at Virginia. And that was like, like on the cool down lap, I was crying. Like I was so happy. Like, because it was six years of work. And finally this guy, Tim, like he barely knew me and he believed in me enough to put me on one. And I got, and I finally got a win, and it was, it, it felt so good because I felt like nobody believed in me, and he, he, he did, and 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 I got the win, so that, so that was amazing, 
and then at the end of 19 I mean I I was rookie of the year in the super bike class I got a win I think I had five four or five podiums maybe uh was almost top three in points and at the end of the year I had no offers and uh Tim was like hey I want you to come ride for me full time and and so like at that at that moment I was like man I got I gotta do I mean this guy believes in me and he has a great team so then that's when all this started wow yeah that the whole backstory on that whole deal is is incredible and it says a lot about what Tim does for the sport man and just um, what he's done for your career and I don't know. It kind of makes me spiteful, like, uh, like towards kind of the road racing side of it a little bit. It's just, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's one of them things, but to, to hear your, um, like I, I knew the, like seeing your emotion when, when you won Arizona and then I watched, I actually watched your Superbike win live and, and seeing your emotion there. It was, it was incredible. And I've always noticed when guys are, um, more emotional it it seems like those are the hardest working guys or they're, they're the guys who who want it the most like when when they show that pure emotion it kind of is like it's a testament to like all the hard work paying off and and um and the grind and everything it's taken and for for you to grab two wins back to back it's uh pretty incredible um i wanted to ask you one more question i'll let frankie do a question and then we'll do our last segment but um um well, I, yeah, I, I'll go with this one. Um, you did a lot of training with, uh, obviously, you, you moved from uh, Washington to Kentucky, and uh, you, you spent a lot of time with, you know, Roger Lee and Nikki and McFadden and Jake Lewis and Hayden and Frankie Lee. Um, you trained a lot and rode a lot with Nikki, like whether, well, I don't know about a lot, but a, a fair amount. Like you guys rode together and bicycled. Um, what is one thing that you could, that people wouldn't know about Nikki Hayden um, from like a personal standpoint, like your relationships, like, like with him and, and what kind of person he was? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think there, there, there's, there, there's nothing that like people wouldn't know. Cause he would I mean who Nikki was with like, that was him like it didn't matter if he was with us or if he was out of track and he he was witty I mean he he I mean he he was quiet sometimes but like I mean you he would he would he would say, say stuff like because we would all be talking shit to each other and all this stuff and you could see like he would just kind of be quiet and then he would spout something off and it, like it was always funny and and so like and and it was like to this day like we still always uh we we say stuff because like McFadden, Lewis, me, Hayden, like our, our stuff, our our bikes. I mean, especially back then, like our bikes weren't great, and we were young working on them. So we would show up, and we'd be missing a seat bolt or a fork guard bolt or something. And Nikki, every time he'd be like, "Do you always ride without a seat bolt in there, or is it like this like?" every time we'd show, we'd show up he always would have some, something like that to say but I think and what I've tried to take away for myself was how hard he worked he was I mean and I, I know people know that but to see it firsthand and and it, it didn't matter if it was 
years that he was doing bad or his years he was winning or whatever. I mean, he worked so damn hard. And, like, it didn't matter if we were riding turn tracks, bicycles, flat track, anything. Like, he rode so hard and always worked hard and always wanted to be the fastest one. And and because Earl would always be out there doing lap times and 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 he, and Nicky would not quit until he was the fastest. And and for me, that that was like I was like, I mean, if he's gonna do it, that's what I'm gonna do. And so a a, a lot of the times we'd be the last two ones riding because I was like, I'm not gonna quit until he quits. And so I, that that's one thing that that I've uh, that that I've learned from him and that I try to keep doing and it doesn't matter if it, if it's at a dirt track race or or whatever if we're struggling I mean I I think you could ask the team I mean at some races I'm not the best to be around because I, I mean I, I do get mad and I want to do good but it doesn't matter how the day goes when we line up for the main, I try and get the best start I can. Cause I mean, there's times that I've gotten starts. I'll be third place going in the first turn. I'll be 10th place by the second lap, but I just, he never had quit in him. And, and that's something that I've always, I, I always admired and, and something that I've always tried, 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 tried uh, to do. Sorry. That's really cool to, uh, to hear that. I mean, obviously Nikki was one of my, questions that, that I had just on my notes here for you was like what were some of your inspirations but I think Nikki was an inspiration to, to all of us at some point I mean if not the entire time throughout you know our careers we all kind of grew up racing at the same time and doing our things and I, I, I you know anybody that didn't look up to Nikki it was you know probably had some issues but um, <laughs> it's really cool that that uh you know that that you had that personal relationship with him and you're able to learn from him and, and watch what he did. I mean, obviously he's, you know, one of the greats, uh, one of the greatest. And, uh, that's really cool. It's really special but to kind of hear all that from you, but, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, something I, I wanted to ask you about just because obviously I've raced with him this year and, and he's been doing a lot of cool stuff lately is, is Hayden Gillum. Obviously you guys are extremely close um Hayden's Hayden's he's kind of a quiet guy especially like as of lately um you know last couple of years he he didn't, hasn't really had a full ride and and uh but you know I raced baggers with him this year and I've known Hayden for a lot of my life and you know growing up racing and stuff and and uh and uh he, he's just like this good old boy and he's just quiet and just minds his own business and but he's like deep down he's like this really like on the track when the shield goes down he's gnarly like the dude's so gnarly and uh but like i said lately you know he did the bagger series this year and then you know we watched him um at the last moto america race in the stock thousand class like just show up off the couch and like just show everyone how it's done and then you know, Dude, he, sh- he shows up to Peoria in cowboy boots and a fucking belt buckle, a huge ass belt buckle. And then he goes out and he fast qualifies production twins. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude's making me making us look bad. Like, they're like, who the hell is this farmer? Like, all these young guys. I'm like, oh, that's Hayden Gill, man. Come on. <laughs> like, that's crazy. He just got done bailing hay, and then he sets fast time. It's nuts, but like, 
Um, I mean, what, 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 what's going on with Hayden? We actually should get him on a show, obviously, but, uh, I mean, what's your relationship like with Hayden? I mean, obviously you guys are kind of the same. You guys both are like just versatile, versatile motorcycle racers, just doing everything. Um, you know, what, what, what's, what's going on on that, in that realm of things? Yeah. So, so me, I've lived with him and his family for, I guess, 15 years now so i mean we're i mean i guess brothers i mean we're we're super close and and i think i think for hayden honestly i think he kind of went through this through kind of the same stuff as i did and uh towards the end of when he was racing full time i mean he put in a, a lot of work and he got burned and um got stuff or pe- people promise stuff and then it kind of felt 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 fell through and and i think the last year he was racing full-time and in 19 he just he wasn't enjoying it and and it, and he, he wasn't making a lot of, i mean he was making money but he I mean he wasn't getting rich and it, for him it's just it wasn't something that he wanted to do so he stepped away and and i and i i know it was hard for him but i, I think now he's he's kind of, he's i mean he's got a kid on the way he's married uh and now and now he's got the itch to come back and and race again and and and, and for me it, it 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 it's really not it's really good for me too just because i mean we traveled together for fit for 15 years and I mean, we always racing together we were not always racing against each other but when 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 we do racing against each other i mean we're i, I think we probably race each other harder than we do nor, 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 nor normal people but uh but yeah i mean like you said he is he is like calm like like just like quiet and stuff but then when when he puts his, his shield down i mean he like it he is so damn good like i, I it it blows my mind like especially ri- riding with him at home and then we raced together uh all year in 2018 and like the stuff that he can do on a bike it just like cause i feel like he ha- uh, I know, like he has a lot of talent, like just nat, 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 natural talent. And I think for me, I have to work harder to do stuff. And so, like to watch him do stuff on, on a bike, it just it, it would make me so damn mad. And like I, I, I remember one thing was we were at B- Barber in eighteen, and it was the last race of the year. And and I think for people that that know me, I mean, like I'm always prepared. Like I'm always early to the track. Like whatever drinks I'm gonna drink already. Like my gear is like set out, ready to go. Like laid out, like each sock, like everything ready to go. And uh, and we get to Barber, and I'm struggling. And I think I'm like third or fourth fastest. Hayden like shows up for practice, goes out, and then he's fastest. And I'm like, what the hell? And, I, and I'm pissed off. And then I see a pitcher and he has rain pucks on his suit and i mean it's it's 90 degrees out like it's dry <laughs> and i'm like hayden i'm like hayden why do you have rain pucks on he's oh well, i almost missed practice so i didn't get a chance to change them and i'm like why i'm like how in the hell can you just show up 
and be fastest, and you got rain pucks on on your da- your damn suit, and you're like you're not even ready. But like, uh, but yeah, so like ha- having him back racing again is it is awesome, and he is like like what like what you're saying, showing up to Peoria with cowboy boots on, jeans, and like about like that is hate. Like he because. He had like he lives out or he's building a house out on a farm and at one point I think he had seventy chickens or something like that and they got horses and donkeys and but I mean that that is like Hayden is Hayden is he 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 he's Kentucky that that's for sure that's a man's man right there man. yeah it's so gnarly like I remember in Atlanta earlier this year like the first round of the baggers like they announced that he was going to race and, you know, him and I had a little battle at Laguna last year at the first one. And, uh, but I remember he didn't race all weekend and I was like, Oh, thank God. Like, I don't want to have to race with that guy. He's fast. Like, you know, and he didn't ride all weekend. And then, and then we, uh, we do the warm up lap and I, I took out, I took off and I was like out front for the race and, and, uh, I took off first. So I never saw him. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like he didn't ride all weekend. Like there's no way he's going to ride in the race. Like I don't even have to deal with that. And then, we pull it to the starting line and I, and I look over my shoulder and there's Hayden on the back of the grid. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Jeez. So I was like all nervous about that. And then Barney's bike broke on the, on the, on the start of the start of the, the warm-up lap. And, and so I was like, okay, like, you know, Barney's out, so I don't got to deal with him. And, you know, this is looking like a good podium. And then I think like two laps into the race, like I just hear somebody behind me and I was like, Oh man, I already know who that is. And I was nervous because I know Hayden's an aggressive rider, and I was like, any moment he's gonna come to the inside, and we're gonna we're gonna tap bags, and it's just gonna get western. And and uh, I, he kept it pretty cool the whole race. And I put my head down at one point, like pulled a little gap. I just didn't want him to be anywhere within striking distance. And I like put my head down and I pulled away from him. And then towards the end, I started getting a little tired, and and uh, he kind of caught up like the last two laps, and he was there. And I missed a shift going down, uh, going down, you know, before the, the double rights in, uh, in Atlanta and, and, and he, he passed me and I, and I remember on the warm up lap, I got behind him down the back straight and I, I got behind that bat wing on that, that street glide. And I was, the bubble of the draft was so big. And I was like, Oh, this guy just made the worst move of his life. He should have passed me down the straightaway. And I remember I came out of that double, right. And I just got in that bubble and just sucked right in and passed him back. But I was just like the whole, I remember the whole race, like the only thing I wasn't worried about, like, w- like getting on the podium or what I was so stressed out that Hayden was going to come up the inside of me and just, just rough me up. JD knows he's aggressive. Uh, what was that <laughs> super sport race? JD, I was going to ask if that's the most pissed off you've ever been at a race before. <laughs> just like... Yeah. So, so that, so that was at, that was, at barber and it, it was like the like it, like i was mad about that but it, that was like the whole weekend because i found out my team was done i found out i didn't get the yosh ride and then, well it's worse like, when you know the guy personally like you know he's yeah. showing up unprepared you know he's a clusterfuck and then he goes out and he fucking wins it. yeah no and i mean i i, I mean he not not unprepared but he just like i don't know but yeah and then because 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 in that race like I because it, it had rain but we still raced on slick so as the track dried out I was catching them catching them I finally got got by them 
and I led the I led the last lap and the few spots of the track where you'd pass on, he didn't pass me. I'm like, so I'm I'm home free and I'm going down the back the back straightaway into the left hander and the next thing I know, like he I mean, because I was tipping in, and he came by me so fast, like he got me a little bit with his foot, and like it it blew my hand off the bar, and like I got, but like I got got gathered up. But like, I mean, if it was the other way around, I would have done the same damn thing. But it was the last, it was the last race of the year, and then he beat me, and I was I was pissed. Like, and and I think like I think what pissed me off even more, he was like. He's like, what's the big deal? Like, he, he, like he didn't understand, like <laughs> understand why I was mad. And so, so then like we did the podium, and like he's all excited, I'm pissed off, and then we do the pre- like we go up to do the pre- press conference, and I'm so, I mean, I'm I am boiling over, I'm pissed, and <laughs> and we so like so so they do third place, and then then me second place, and then Hayden. And so I'm talking, I'm pissed off. I'm like, what goes around, comes around, all this stuff. And I'm like, it's the last race of the year. It doesn't really matter. But so I'm just pissed off. And then I, and then so it's Hayden's turn. I go to hand the mic to him. And like, he like reaches up to grab it. But it's like a half-assed grab. So I just drop the mic. Like I was just pissed off. And like, you can just <laughs> see, like, and, but like, but like he knew, like, cause he knows me. So he knows I'm pissed off. So he's just feeding into it. And like, just making me even more mad. oh man that was entertaining for sure i was like man i've never seen jd so pissed off at a race ever (laughs) like it was like it was like uh it was it was tough to watch like i remember watching i'm like golly this is tough to watch (laughs) (laughs) yeah go ahead I was gonna say that that was definitely one of my uh, darker moments. I was, I, I mean, I was, I was so mad that I was just a dick. Like it was, it was just horrible. <laughs> I mean, as we saw the news break today, um, he's gonna be riding in the Super Tunes class with you at uh, Springfield. So hopefully, he keeps it a little bit more, uh, more mellow, and uh, <laughs> you know, you don't have any issues and have to go back home together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm not too. I, I, I'm actually really pumped about it because it, it's. I mean, Springfield is an awesome track, and and uh, to have somebody out, out there that maybe I can kind of get a draft off or a toe, a toe for a quick lap. I mean, it might help. So, 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 so it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's do our last segment, man. It's the higher low line. Um, I got five, five of them for you. Um, pretty pumped on these, actually. I took some time on, on these ones. Um, so let's just fire them off this or that brief explanation of, uh, of why, and, uh, we'll go, go from there. Uh, Washington or Kentucky, Kentucky for me, like Washington, like, I mean, I, I, I grew up there and, and that's where I was born and I've got a lot of friends there and stuff, but Kentucky for me just feels more like home. Uh, I I've lived here, I've lived here almost as long or as long as I did out there. And for me, just, I, I love the heat and the heat, humid and, and the, the riding and the races. So yeah, I, I definitely like here more. I thought you'd say that one. When you retire, are you going to race the Astro cup or hooligan? Ooh. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. That's a tough it's one. It's okay I, to talk shit if you want. No, no, not not that I like because I. <laughs> Like for me, I just only like picture retiring. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like I'm probably just gonna race on dead and then just be done racing. Like I, I don't think. I, I I think probably hooligan just because it's more modern and like we can do more. Like you can do more stuff to it. Like it's more like what we do now. Okay. Yeah, I'm torn. I like that answer. I'm torn. I uh, I think my body structure fits an Astro better, but hooligan like we were just talking before you came on fuck they pay some good money at some of those races a couple grand to win win a hooligan race so um the astro cup i think they just get little trophies for that but um, yeah and the the astro like i guess just because like the those bikes were way before me so like i mean they're cool but they don't get me fired up like going in the turn on the the compression or the de- the decompression like it just like that like it just doesn't do anything for me <laughs> all right i got another one for you what would you do better in if you had to race one or the other the moto america junior cup class or the moto america twins cup class what would be a better fit for jd beach Ooh, i'd say probably I'd say probably the junior cup just because like, I, I think cause I'm so used to like real high speeds that those bikes, like for me, I, I think, I think it, it, any of us that like go back to ride like a XR 50 or, or like a 100 or something, like, you know how you just ride the piss out of it and like carry so much speed cause you're mm-hmm. just, you used to more speed. So I think, I, I think that would probably be, be a good fit for me i got a quick follow-up before i i ask you the last two what would it take for you to ride aft singles how much <laughs> i don't know i mean i it's crazy how much I, I i actually wanted to bring this up uh because i went and rode yesterday with a uh, matt 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 maxwell and um uh col 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 uh Cole I mean, of course, I'm I'm te- teammates with Dallas, and and actually, uh, Cody Cop was there too. And the future for our sport, like I like, it, it's looking good. Like I think there's a little bit of, of a gap, but these kids that are are second year pro, first year pro, I think Matt, this might be Max's third year, maybe. But I mean, the, they're they're quick, and so I, I think uh, I think what would take for me to go back to race a 450 is just if I didn't have a a ride on a twin, because <laughs> I, I just don't want to stop racing. So I guess that's what it'd take. Yeah, I always want to. It'd be cool to. See, I mean, it's I talk about it with some people. It'd be really cool to see what like guys like you or Briar or like even Jared Meese like. If you if you guys went back and raced 450s now on certain tracks, uh, what what like how could you guys do? Um, it's crazy though because now like you, you, back in the day we used to run twins and 450s like everywhere like Savannah, Volusia. We would just run both classes, but now like you don't see Jared ride a 450 really, or Sammy Halbert, or myself, or you. Like we don't really ride 450s much. Maybe like for practice, you know, whatever, but. 
Um, these kids are running 450s literally every weekend. So getting on a 450 after riding a twin, it, it's so it's awkward for me kind of to uh, to slide around a DTX bike after focusing on twins for so much. But no, it's a it's a it's a good question now. Yeah. So. So actually when I went and rode, I rode a four 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 fifty and it was on a T T uh big uh T track. And and honestly I think this was it was my first time riding a four fifty on a on a on a flat track in over a year. And uh and so when when I went out, like I was kinda because I it was my first time at this track and I was riding and I'm like, God, this thing feels weird. And I, so I'm riding it like a twin, like easy on the gas and all this stuff. And Max was out there. So I got behind Max. And within like two laps, he had pulled like five bi- 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 bike lengths on me. And I'm like, because I'm watching him ride. And he I means just you can charge it so much more and get on the gas so hard. And so like it took me, it took me probably six laps or so to like change my brain to like ride the, ride the way I used to. And that like what like once I got it going, then like I I felt good on it. But it was just it was crazy how when I was riding alone, I thought like man, I'm getting after it. I'm feeling good, and I get behind <laughs> Max. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even riding it the way I should be riding. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I got two more for you. Uh, you've so you've you've been to Rossi's Ranch. We'll talk about that in a future episode. But you've so you you know Rossi and Marquez, obviously. Uh, everybody knows Mark Marquez uh, has some background with him with doing his super prestigio event and riding with him over in Spain. Who are you more of a fan of Rossi or Marquez? I mean, that, that, that one's tough. Uh, I think, I think Rossi probably just because, because his history is so long and, and I, I think too because I because I have spent a little bit of time with him, like it, he was he's so down to earth and like I, I and I, I think the way he he really lifted the whole sport up what went when like he was younger and like kind of like was always uh always there for the show and stuff. So I I, I think that was really cool and i think the way that he i mean even though he only helps uh hit like the, uh the it it it, it 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 italians i think it's really cool the way that he helps the sport and he has a, a mo3 team a moto2 team now he's he has a moto gp team and then below that he has like riding schools or or, or like and, and stuff like that so i think uh, i i i think him all right, last one for you. Your home track. You line up these two riders. Who wins, Frankie Lee or Luke Baird? Uh, that that's a, they actually rode together uh, <laughs> this year, and I would say, how many laps are they going to do? Oh, is that a difference maker? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we got to do at least, let's do 15. 15? I don't think either one of them is going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say if it's a, a five-lap race, Frank, 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 Frankie Lee's got it. But if it's a 10-lap race, it's Luke. And 15, neither one. 
Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> they're they're both pulling off and looking for a beer. <laughs> so good. Yeah, That's it's a uh, I'm on. You guys have a good crew, man. It's good to see you guys cycling and training together and having fun. Like I've said before, you came on. You're a you're an intense guy and you work hard, but I know there's a, a funny side to you that we obviously got to see a little bit tonight and uh, and hear from you. And obviously your your crew gets to see pretty often, but um, appreciate you taking the time to come on, man. That's uh, I know you're a busy guy. You like to stay busy. And um, yeah, it was good to chat with you again. Good job at Peoria. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you here at Springfield next weekend. Thank you. And one, one thing I, I, I do want to say, so at New York, I, I had, I got a six and a fifth and, uh, and it was a slippery track. And of course, I mean, our, our bikes, are, are known not to be great on a slick track and so i'm like i gotta do something to do good here and uh i i i watched your main and i'm like i just gotta ride like Corey. like you were so smooth and like so like had the bike working good so those races i gotta say thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh i don't know if you saw the picture lj put up of us talking at peoria he's like what's the caption i'm like it's jd telling me not to be a bitch over the jump <laughs> 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 yeah. but yeah man I'm, I'm always rooting for you and uh it's good i it was i was pumped at new york like to see you like sticking to what you were doing and like passing a bunch of guys i'm like hell yeah dude that's what i like to see that's awesome yeah so no, I mean, it, it's, it's good to, it's good to get the brands up there. Yeah, for sure, man. No, it's good to have uh, and it's good that you, you guys and super twins is a little bit and I'm, I'm in the other class. So it's good to kind of share some insight back and forth a little bit. Cause um, hell there's only two of you guys and super twins. So it's hard, hard to get that insight when everybody else is on the same bike and you guys are trying to figure out what works, but it's hard because you don't, you don't have a lot of feedback. So um but yeah, rooting you, rooting for you guys the rest of the year, and uh, appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it was awesome because I, I mean, I, I listened to, I mean, I think I probably listened to almost all of them. So I mean, I'm I'm pumped to be on, and I was gonna tell you my favorite movie growing up was on on any Sunday. Typical man, just everybody. Everybody's on any Sunday, man. I need to, I need to pop yeah. that in more. I just watched yeah. it two nights ago. That's a great. Like, my favorite, I, my my favorite part is like when like Mert Lalo at the very beginning, and he's like walking, and they're like he's just like any other businessman, and he opens the back of his van, his bikes in there backwards. I actually, I was talking about this last night at Blackmore Ranch, and his bikes in there backwards, and he throws a suit, and he goes, he's a flat track racer, and then he just. And then he just, whoa, he's on the mile. I, just, I think that's the coolest thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to, I'll pop it in. I'll pop it in this weekend. Just uh, a little you refresh. You cruise on it. <laughs> I know, dude. He's more of a, what's the show he's watching? Bluey? You probably have no idea. Like, no. No, it's, yeah. It's, uh, you'd probably have it on for 20 seconds. You'd be like, all right, this sucks. But he's more <laughs> of a, a Bluey and just goofy cartoon shit. But. I do, uh, I do try to get him to watch, uh, like, well, I'll, I'll pop in like Loretta's, like the 50 CC class, and he's just, like, they're bouncing around the ruts, and it's all rough. He's like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty <laughs> shitty, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, all right, JD. Well, we'll let you go and uh, uh, golden retrievers, dude, for the win.
Oh yeah, for sure. How many you got? Ever. Well, between all of us, we've got five. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I have two, and they're a handful. <laughs> yeah, they when when they're all t- together, yeah, it's a it, it's a handful, but it's fun. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, we'll chat you. Thanks right. again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, later. Jiggy, good to talk to you, dude. You too. JD Beach, guys, that was full of good info, man. A lot of fun, Frankie. That was awesome. Dude, I had to put like there was a couple times I had to put my mic like on on mute because I was laughing so hard. Like, I had to mute, I had to mute myself because I was just laughing. Like every, like JD's a pretty quiet guy. He's like pretty serious. Like as far as like an outsider's perspective, like obviously if you know him, you you know you get that you get that funny JD like we pulled out of him. But like <clears throat> dude, I like, like there was a couple times where I like was muted because I was laughing like too hard. <laughs> but God, that was great. Yeah, I've never gotten to spend like a ton of time with him away from the track. Like I'd love to, I would love to go on some bicycle rides with him and just just chat with him. He's he's super funny, man. I have a lot of respect for him. Uh the more I chat with him, the more like I just like I don't know, I just have a lot of respect for his personality off the track. Like he's just a, a really cool guy and he keeps it real and I I like to think I keep it real. So it's yeah, we 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 vibe pretty well and yeah it's it's cool to see him doing well on that on that bike and uh definitely the whole essence and team i'm always i'm always rooting for them to do well just i like to see them competitive on those bikes but yeah good show guys uh we don't have a heck of a lot else to talk about here it was a pretty good show want to mention a couple of races we have coming up the uh the dark county fairgrounds is uh tomorrow actually friday i hope we get this pot out in time but august 27th greenville ohio western ohio motorsports and also we have the RTR Motorplex Mad Dog Madness race at the Monroe County Fairgrounds in Bloomington, Indiana. Check out their website, rtrmotorplex.com. And quick shout out to the sponsors. Make sure you support these uh, companies, send them a message, and just thank them for supporting our podcast. It goes a long way in keeping, uh, keeping this going. Bell Power Sports, Yamaha, Moto America, Indian Motorcycle, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Belknot Motorcycle Tires, and Brandy Wine Harley-Davidson. If you have any questions or need contact info for any of these companies, um, shoot me a message, and I, I'm sure I can help you out with, with any sort of info you might have. Um, that's, that's a wrap, Frankie. Uh, good long show, man. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to help me co-host this one. And uh, moving oh, forward, man, we, we got a couple good ideas already lined up for, for our next one, so we'll get them rolling. Uh-huh. I can't wait, man. It's glad to, it's good to be back. Like I, I, I enjoy doing this uh, and I enjoy, you know, talking to these guys with you and it's cool, man. I have a lot of fun. You know, I think, you know, to, just to go back a little bit, I thought it was really cool. JD bringing up, um, you know, the fact that he's like, Oh, I watched you. And I was like, I have to ride like him. I thought that was so cool. That's rad, man. Yeah. It's that, that's, that stuff's cool. It's, it's an honor for me to hear that, man. Just uh, having some of these old guys tell me they like, watch me grow up and they're proud of me it's like wow dude that's like it hits home like appreciate it like so yeah and and obviously a guy of jd's caliber that was uh super cool to hear but good one as always thanks for all the subscribes uh you can find us on soundcloud spotify itunes make sure you subscribe leave us a review we love to hear the feedback uh follow frankie on social media at frankie garcia 24 right is that your that your handle that's it Frankie's hilarious. He posts a lot of funny shit. If you missed his burnout video shirtless from, uh, from Laguna, you're, you're missing out on a key part of the season. So <laughs> underwear burnout on a bagger. 
so good. I started air air punching when I saw that. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was no alcohol involved at all. (laughs) Not even a a little bit. (laughs) We love to see it. Thanks again, guys. We out.